0: Welcome to the AMC Stock Story podcast. I'm your host Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 21, good game, good game. I don't know if they still do this or not, but when I was a when I was a kid um and you'd play a sport, you know, after after the game the kids would line up and they would pass each other and just kinda of shake hands or touch hands and you know, you just kinda of go, good game, good game, good game. And that's kind of a cliche and whether you actually meant it or not, you know, who knows. But the idea was look, you go out there, you play the game, and afterwards you you know, you um you show appreciation, good sportsmanship, and you get on with your life. And I think one of the things that I try to teach my kids now, and it was important then too, um, you want to be a good winner and you want to be a good loser. So if you're a good winner, you don't rub it in people's faces. And if you're, um, you are you want to be a good loser too, don't throw a fit. Don't have a meltdown. Just, you know, you lost. You lost the game today. What can you learn from it? And... How can you get better in the future to compete more? And uh, so today, you know, recording this early Sunday morning, and you know, I lost Saturday. Um, you know, I look at my AMC situation; we're down from our initial investment. So even if we just said, you know what, enough, the hedge funds got us. This thing isn't gonna, it isn't gonna happen. They're just, not, they're not gonna let us get our money. SEC is in on it. The 1% controls anything. All the SEC people do, they all get jobs with the hedge funds afterwards. They're not going to they're not going to put their career future on the line. They want their millions too. Can you blame them? They want they want their tendies too, and they get their tendies by working for hedge funds. So the fix is in. It's not going to happen. Just go ahead and cash out. Well, I can't do that. We, we we would have lost money. Who knows? Maybe we'll lose more. But I can't see getting out at this point. It's funny. I was going through some old text. And I had texted a, a picture. One of my favorite games I used to play was watching my um, account go up. And every once in a while, I would like... Um, I would hit refresh on, I have a Charles Schwab account and, and I could, um, you know, I guess like refresh it and it would kind of save it at that point. Um, and I was just trying to capture like different levels. Like, so at one point, um, you know, I had, I had gotten an account balance to a certain point and it was pretty good. It was a nice, nice balance. And I took a picture of it and I texted it to my wife. So I was looking at my text, and of course I came across that picture where it was at that balance. And this was back in um, early June, when it was still in the, the 60s and the 50s. And it's about half what that balance was then. And it sucks, but I also remember what this stock is capable of. That it can go on these big runs. And it should go on the biggest run of all time if everything goes well. So for that, I'm staying in. I'm not getting out. But my wife and I talk and, and we say, look, they keep this stock low. Nobody's going to get out. You know, if you're trying to frustrate people by keeping it low, you're you're making people make a decision to sell at a loss. Uh, at least the people that came in, it, it at my point, Now, obviously, if you came in at, you know, two, three, five dollars a share. Yeah, you're still doing great right now. And maybe you do think about getting out. Um, And I've also heard that those are the people they need to get out because they probably actually bought real shares of AMC. Whereas everybody like me that came in later bought synthetic shares. And when they have to make good on all their shorts, they have to get the real shares, not the synthetic shares. So the more real shares they can shake loose, the better. So maybe they aren't worried about shaking a guy like me loose, really, because they're probably just synthetic shares. Anyway, um, you know, my point is this, like right now, I'm not saying I lost the the season with AMC. But right now, you know, if you look at it as a day to day basis, you know where you're at and, you know, it's a loss. when you're If you're down from your investment, you're, you know, you lost even if it's green for that day. You're still overall overall down, so that stinks. And then, um, but like I said, I'm not I'm not going anywhere. I'm holding, and I hope hopefully it goes back up. The other thing going on in my life, um, as I talked about before, was the valve that my invention that you know was with Sure Tape makers of the Duck brand duct tape for over a year, and they you know finally told me, look, you know, you you probably need to take this to somewhere else. So, you know, what do I do? Do I just submit it to another company or, you know, do I try to do something on my own? I want to try and do something on my own. I I went and launched a Kickstarter for it and it's not doing so well. One, I don't have the audience, the social media audience to steer towards it. And quite frankly, I didn't want to do friends and family, um, because it's you know it's embarrassing to have to do these things, especially when they fail or you know I just and I don't think I get that much support anyway. And if the thing is going to be success, you're going to need more than your friends and family. I think that's nice to get a nice start and maybe get a few supporters that way. But, um, I. I just can't see it also I don't I really only have Facebook, and I don't really go on Facebook that much anymore. I'm certainly not posting anything i I go on and I look at things, but I don't really post about myself anymore on it, so it's kind of like, oh well, we finally hear from Russ again and he's asking us to donate to his Kickstarter. yeah, no thanks, hard pass so anyway, um. To get, gener- to get traffic generated for my Kickstarter page, I I did some Facebook ads, and I talked about that, and I thought I had done it for just one night. You know, I'd done about $50 worth for one night, and I thought I shut all the ads down. So that's the other thing with the Facebook ad. You can set it to run indefinitely, and then you can turn the ad off, and it, it won't, you know, add, it won't charge you anymore after that, or it takes a little while for it to peter out, but anyway just it's like turning off the the hose there's probably still some water left in the hose but that's going to it's going to stop coming out so i thought i had done it for only one night um i guess friday night but then but then i i guess i did i did something wrong and it kept running on um on saturday it's funny i kept noticing i was getting traffic to the site and i thought ah oh, you know it's either People are getting it from somebody's shared Facebook first Facebook page post. Or um, I screwed up, and this thing's still advertising. So we were out at the time when I noticed this, and when I finally got back, I sure enough I hadn't turned it off all the way. They were still running the ads, and it cost me another fifty bucks to learn something I already knew. That one, um, I, I got a few people to click like the thumbs up. Uh, Let me see if I can look at the numbers here real quick. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let's see. Um, So I got 15 of those little emojis reactions to it. Uh, It looks like one person might have loved it, which was like a little emoji guy hugging a heart. I'm assuming that's kind of... um i love it maybe i don't know (laughs) it almost looks like he's a sympathy thing like he almost looks sad like oh too bad for you (laughs) which i don't know it might be like oh my heart goes out to you because you have a stupid product or is it just like oh my god this is so sweet i love it i got uh five thumbs up that's pretty simple enough people like the idea and then i got this kind of laughing emoji and it's got a big open mouth and these squinty eyes. And I don't know if that's the laughing my ass off emoji. I think it is maybe, and meaning like I'm laughing at you, like this is stupid. I'm laughing at it because it's so stupid. Because a lot of the people that did that emoji didn't have nice things to say about the velf. Um, not that it got it didn't get a big response anyway unfortunately um I think the final numbers on it let me try to pull that up real quick yeah it didn't it didn't do well it didn't really get that kind of um uh, either way you know they say there's n- n- um no such thing as bad publicity so let's see the valve let me go find my Stats here. So overall, it got um, 98, 100. I'm sorry, 198 clicks, and um, it made about 80, 8300 impressions. So the numbers aren't terrible as far as like getting a reaction from people. I've had worse, (laughs) I've had worse as far as the clicking on it. Um, And let's see, each one of those clicks, if you're ever interested in Facebook advertising, uh, I don't know if it breaks down the cost. Okay, about 59 cents a click is what it averaged out to. The more people click on stuff and the more popular it gets, the lower that, that click cost is. So in the beginning when I did this, the clicks were costing me about 2 bucks, But by the end, you know, it had gone down to, you know, $0.59. Which is good because it could have got expensive. Um, But it was more money than I wanted to pay. So right there alone, $116, Mark Zuckerberg gets to buy money. No wonder Facebook does so well because there's so many suckers like me. Anyway, um but yet i've only got one real backer. I have one backer for a dollar and one backer for the um for uh $43. That includes the the shipping. And you know, the biggest thing that i got from it was this is not you know, you hear about ideas going viral. And this idea didn't go viral. I think i got a few comments that people just didn't like the idea of having to put velcro on their items. Like, oh, it's scratchy or you know, that's annoying. And I knew this. This is one of the things I sent to SureTape when they were still looking at it. Was like, hey, you develop these applications you can put on the valve, bins, cups, hooks. So people don't have to put Velcro on everything they own. That you could just put it on the attachments, and you know, that way they can hang stuff on the bin or in the cup. And they don't have to, you know, put put Velcro on everything they own. A lot of good that did me trying to explain to people. I would post, the few people that did post something like that, I I posted a picture of the Velv using the bins and the cups for the same thing. The picture I went with was using it as a key fob holder because I thought it was very sleek and, you know, dynamic that you have these, you know, your key fobs just sitting right on this flat vertical shelf. Um, but I guess some people didn't like it, and they didn't like the idea of putting Velcro on everything. And I basically took the same key fobs and put them now in bins or on hooks that were, you know, adjustable and customizable for the Velv. But nobody really responded to any of my comments. In fact, one of the comments I offered her, you know, hey, I'll, I'll send you a free one. Tell me what you think. I never heard anything back. Um they didn't they didn't follow up but it, hopefully if anybody read those comments hopefully it made made it look you know like you were gracious and that you were like hey you know you're offering to let them try it for free um but even then you know it didn't really do me any good so you know i i have a couple questions like one will amc turn all of this off like if i make enough money with amc will that just kill me trying to do all these side hustles and side things Like, will it matter at that point? Like, all right, you don't need to, you know, come up with this product. You've got your money from AMC. Don't worry about it. Just forget about it. Make a few for yourself. Give them to friends and family and that's it. Let it die. This isn't going to be a product. And you don't need it to be a product because you have money. And if you can manage that AMC money now, you'll be okay for the rest of your life. Um, So it's hard, uh, but not having the AMC money, I have to ask myself, well, do I quit? Do I just um, not invest any more money, not invest any more time and move on with my life? Or do you stick at it? Because nothing, um, very few things are easy in life, especially if you're trying to launch a product. It's very hard. There's so many things that get in the way. But I also don't want to be one of these people that, you know, mortgages their house to try and make their their dream product come true. And, um, you know, I don't know. I think at this point I'm I'm leaning towards just, I don't know, just either taking a break. You know, I wanted to do a Kickstarter. I did it. The feedback that I got from it is it didn't go viral. That people didn't just go nuts finding this thing on Kickstarter. The people that did look at it, only one person backed it. I ran Facebook ads just to get some traffic to the site, and even that didn't help. So it's obviously not a no-brainer product that people just see it and go like, Yes, I see this. I want this. Better yet, I want this. Um, Which is funny because I hadn't talked to a ton of people about my product. And the other day I was at my, my daughter's ballet class and I noticed on the walls they were using the 3M command hooks. Which is just a little plastic hook sitting on the wall with self-adhesive on it. And it, to me it looked cheap. But anyway, so I was taking pictures of it and I was getting ready to launch my Kickstarter. I had been approved. I hadn't launched it yet. I thought, And I had some pictures on my phone and I'd um, come up with like a new product shot picture. And I was pretty happy with that. So there's one lady waiting there around where these 3M command hooks were. And I thought, do I say anything to her? Do I say, hey, what do you think? Can I get your opinion? And finally I said, you know what? What the hell? So I didn't know her. But I said, hey, can I ask your opinion? And I said, you know, I invented this product. And it, it's it's kind of like, you know, the 3M command things. Except it's, a you know, it's a shelf. And I showed her the picture. I said, it's a Velcro shelf. And you put things on it. And, like, you could take that... 3M command hook, put the Velcro on it, and now you can use it on your, you know, on your VELF. And when you want, you can always take it off and use your, use it somewhere else on another valve, or what have you. So I showed this to her. And, you know, her thoughts were like, wow, this looks like an idea that could be on Shark Tank. Um, it seems like it would, you know, make your home more organized. But the one comment she didn't make And this is what I focused on. And this is what kind of, I don't want to say haunted me, but I remembered. She didn't say, I want one of those. Can I buy one of those? And that was a big deal to me. And I think if you have a good product and you show it to somebody, (laughs) that's the reaction you want. When somebody says, I want that, that's when you know you got a product. If they tell you all the you know the good points and bad points, you probably have a bad product because like I said, you know, if they want it, if it's good, they'll want it, and if they don't, they won't. So I don't know. working by myself with very limited capital, very limited connections, it seems like a very steep hill to climb. And I have to be honest about, like, I've taken a lot of time from my family to pursue a lot of my writing, which didn't quite work out, to pursue these inventions that I tried doing. Um, and those didn't work out. And the VELF was the last one. That was, you know, it's funny. I told the guy at Sure Tape, I said, you know, you were my ace in the hole for all the baloney that my wife had to put up with. I can always tell her, hey, you know, they've got the valve. There's still the valve, but now that that doesn't look likely, that's that's gone too. So I don't know. I think I could probably just kind of put it on hold for a while and live with the product. It's funny, I, you know, I say, well, you know, it does it, the valve does a, a a million good things, right? And I've heard this quote where someone says, oh, I can do a million great good things, right? And say, that's great that you can do a million good things, but tell me the one thing you do great. And focus on that. Or break this product down so it's not so broad that it's a very focused audience that you're going after. Like one of the things you could create out of this is a dog walking station. Um, So do you kind of just refocus it as a pet product? Like, hey, here's a way you want a pet station where you can put you know, let say you have fish, right? Maybe you don't have a ton of room where the fish tank is. You could put a valve up near it, and now you've got room for fish food or whatever, you know, you want to put in a bin. Um, if you had a hook to clean out the tank, you could put a hook there, and you put your hook on it. Um, or, like I said, with the dog walking station, you've got a bin for, you know, the doggy bags and, you know, snacks and a toy. And then you've got a hook for the leash, now there is a market already for dog walking stations. Like I look on Etsy, and they're they're all basically made out of wood, but and they're pretty expensive. Um, so I don't know. You know, this would be something like if you needed a quick dog walking station at your front door, and you didn't mind that it was you know kind of a plasticky look. So I don't know. I don't know the way forward. Um, the other big thing for me is, like I mentioned, I I had a fo- little phone interview. On Friday. Um, And I've been. Since COVID really kicked in. um, I I was working full time. But by the fall. I had to quit. And help with my son. With his uh, remote learning in school. And then I got. I I started doing Instacart at night. And on the weekends. To help make up for the lost income. But it hasn't replaced all of it. And you know. we, We need to get back on track financially. And then of course. We made a huge investment. And to AMC, like if I had taken all my AMC money out, then it wouldn't be so bad. We'd have some money. But, you know, financially, the pressure starting to build now. And then with kids going to school in the fall, it's time I could go back to work full time. So here's the big thing. You know, my last job, I wasn't very happy at it. And I felt, quite frankly, I felt like a human cog in the machine, literally and it didn't take i don't think it utilized a lot of my strengths and it unfortunately i think it um a lot of my weaknesses came into play with this job um anyway but what would happen is i would be at work and i'd be at my desk and i would not be happy and we're it's a big open environment so you're kind of on stage all day now uh, and this was before i got to go home and work too which helped a little bit but um And I just wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. The money was okay. The job itself was, eh, uh, I guess it's okay. But I hadn't really bonded with my coworkers enough to, you know, really enjoy being there. And what would happen is I got two 15-minute breaks and I got my lunch break. So on those breaks and on my lunch break, I would find an empty conference room. I I would go in. And I would work on my ideas. Whether it was for a book, a website, a Kickstarter, or... or Actually, I don't think I was doing... I wasn't doing Kickstarter back then when I was actually going to the office. um, Or my inventions. And during those breaks and on that lunch, I felt alive. I felt like I was being the person I wanted to be. And I was happy. But the 15 minutes would be over and I'd go back to my desk... Um, lunch hour would be over and I'd go back to my desk. The other problem I was having is, you know, I have two small kids. So during the day, it's hard to get, you know, focus and get work done. Otherwise, you know, you're ignoring them and that's not fair to them. So what would I do? I'd stay up late. I'd wake up, you know, work in the middle of the night. And then I'd become sleep deprived. So now you show up at work and you're sleep deprived and you're, you know, looks like you're dozing off. And that's not good. You're not focused. So the thing for me and now doing Instacart, it didn't really matter. That Instacart was a job I could do um, and, and it, well, that stuff didn't really matter. I, you know, walking around, shopping groceries, is, it's easier to be awake and alert. As opposed to just sitting in a boring meeting where you're not contributing anything. It's it's real easy. To, your eyes get a little heavy in those. So, if I'm going to get a new job, i got to make sure I'm focused. It it's, wouldn't be fair to them for me to come in and, and like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do this job. But really what I'm passionate about is the VELF. I think this is going to be the breakthrough product in 2022. So what does that mean? You know, Am I able to tone it down a lot so the velcro is just kind of there on the back burner but I'm not really devoting any time to it? Or do you just write it off and you say, that's it, I'm done? I don't know. I think I have to kind of mentally say I'm done. I can use them for my house. I can give them away as gifts. But as far as ever being a viable consumer product, you know, I'd probably just give that up. And it's funny, I told the story of Yes Man, this idea I had, <laughs> and everybody, at the time I pitched it with with a writing partner, um, we, one of our, not close friends, but he was a, a you know, friend of friends, was Peyton Reed, who uh, directed Bring It On, The Breakup, um, and most recently the Mandalorian season finale. And he had just been successful, and we we decided we wouldn't take our idea to him because, you know, we weren't that great friends with him, and we didn't want to impact the relationship we did have, or at least I didn't, and that, oh, here's Russ, he's going to try and sell me another idea. And I didn't want that. I wanted to just be friends and keep it at that. And then the other thing was it was, you know, the movie Liar Liar had come out fairly recently, a couple years before, with Jim Carrey. And we'd have these meetings, and people would say, well, it's too much like Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. Too much like Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. And we didn't want to, you know, abuse our relationship with Peyton Reed or damage it by taking him something and him feeling like, oh, these guys are just trying to use me like everybody else. And, of course, nobody bought our script. And, of course, years later... Yes man did come out same kind of premise I'm not saying they stole it I don't think they did but it, the premise was the same someone has to say yes to everything and it's starring Jim Carrey and it was directed by Peyton Reed so I sit here today telling you about my velcro shelf right and obviously it's not off to a good start on the kickstarter and I finally say okay you know what I give up I can't do this I don't I don't have the money I don't have the connections I can't do it, and I give up on it. And of course, three, four years from now, I'm going to be seeing somebody else making millions of dollars with the Velcro shelf, <laughs> you know, the flat vertical shelf made of Velcro that you can put attachments on. And that's just my luck. <laughs> so I'm calling that right now, if that happens. Now, it may not happen, I'm not saying it will, but that's that would be my luck. So I don't know. My feeling right now is, you know, just let it take a backseat. I like using it. It helps organize my life so much more. I think that's the biggest tell that when you have a product is like, do you use it yourself? And for Mm -hmm. me, I do. And these people that say, well, you got to put Velcro on everything. That's annoying. And I, I wrote back to one person. I said, well, I answer your question. I'll answer your comment like this. Like, What's more annoying is losing your keys all the time, losing that object that you can never find it because it's always lost in the daily clutter. Whereas if it's positioned you know, out on the wall, it's easy to find it. Um, or if it's missing off that spot, you know it's missing. So either the next time you do find it, you can put it back on that spot or you know when the time comes for you to need that object, you know it's not there and you know you're missing it. It's not a surprise when you open the drawer and it's not there. You know, just walking about on your your daily life. So I don't know. It's hard. Life is hard. And I wonder if, you know, if AMC would just pop, (laughs) it would take away all these decisions and probably be just like, look, you're rich. You don't have to worry about it anymore. If you want to put a little money into it, if you have some money, you can, um, but at this point, I, you know, I took the product out to the general public and it, the, the, it wasn't a, a very good response. There were a few people I seem maybe seemed like they liked it, but very few for the amount of people it reached. And certainly only one person backed it. So the numbers just aren't there uh, preliminary for the, the product. So all I can say is, you know, I lost today. And I just say good game good game, and you go home, and you practice, and you practice, and you think, what else can I do, and you refocus your life, and you go on to play the next game, you know, life doesn't happen for the best, life happens, and it's up to you to make the best out of it, and I always say this, but maybe on the next episode of the AMC Stock Story, The episode will be about the mother of all short squeezes.